0: with Mothership on solid rock radio begins now hear the best in new music artist interviews stories from the road and more you are now backstage and here's your host Mothership hey Jason hey Cindy how's it going
1: great tell me about death therapy what is death therapy
0: death therapy is a very scary band name for a not so scary group of people When we play places, a lot of times we'll get some weird looks from people like, well, what is your band? Why do you call yourselves death therapy? And we'll explain that the reason is we believe that life ultimately comes through death, through the death and resurrection of Christ, but also through personal dying to self and being made new every day through this Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit in Christ. So it's not meant to be scary, but I mean, we are a heavy metal band, so you know, have to have a little bit of the shock rock thing in there, I guess.
1: So <laughs> your your style is very different than a lot of metal and I believe you call it industrial groove metal.
0: Yeah, that's just for lack of a better term. I don't know what exactly what to call it, but I know that I want it to be groovy and I know that it's got electronic industrial kind of, you know, elements in it. So that's the best name we could come up with. But death therapy is a little bit of everything It's sort of a blessing and a curse because in 2020, people are inundated with so much content and music and social media and everything else that if you don't give them sort of exactly what they're looking for, a lot of times they'll just tune it out. So that's the curse because death therapy is usually not what people are looking for exactly exactly. But if people dig in a little bit more, a lot of times they find, if this is the blessing, they find that we kind of have a a wide variety of things going on. And you listen to 25 death therapy songs, you're going to get 25 sort of, you know, nuanced little different twists on music.
1: That's one thing I've noticed about you. You have a lot going on up there in your head. (laughs) A lot of people already know that When they see you on the stage, it's generally just bass and drum kit. How did that whole idea come about?
0: So that came about more necessity than uh, creativity. When I started death therapy, it's just me, and I was writing the music and programming some fake drums on a computer and things like that, which is is weird for a metal band, but is not really weird for like a in electronic or industrial projects. I had been in a band before. I had been in a band called Becoming the Archetype for a long time, and that was four or five people, and we all have families. We all have children. We all have other things going on. It's hard to get a bunch of people together, so I was like, well, I'll just write some music on my own, yeah. and so then I thought, well, yeah, I'd like to play some concerts, and I'll get a drummer who'll come play concerts with me and and then after a couple years I was like well maybe it'd be cool to have a keyboard player play the keyboard part live instead of having them completely on the backing track recording or whatever and so we started bringing a keyboard player along who knows maybe one day I'll have a full orchestra around with me but I think the main thrust (laughs) is still that there's no guitar so that's kind of the I was gonna say you mentioned everything
1: except bringing in a guitar we'll have an orchestra but no guitar
0: (laughs) right so I mean it's kind of one of those things where if there's one thing that's consistent to death therapy for the most part (laughs) because because (laughs) And there's the new EP, the instrumental EP I put out that has some guest guitar solos on it but right the death therapy sound is a you know it's a distorted bass guitar a fuzz a big fuzzy bass thing so it's I could bring in guitar players I think it would change the dynamic but bringing in keyboard players or circus performers or who knows what <laughs> none of that really goes against the heart of what I'm shooting for with death therapy which is whatever <laughs> pops into my head at the time
1: <laughs> that's great I love it though the bass you get two sounds coming through it is that correct uh, What I remember.
0: yeah so traditionally a lot of times well, when we play concerts, I was splitting my signal and sending one side to a guitar amp and one side to a bass amp and sort of making two sounds. I've kind of changed that up recently and started just using like one big bass sound but it's still it's still using an effect pedal that uh, raises the sound a little bit it it gives it a little bit of an octave uh, effect so it feels a little bit more like there's a guitar there but it's still just a big fuzzy bass but yeah not to get too into the weeds with the technical stuff but point is when we play live there's no guitar milli-vanilli style the younger listeners probably have no idea what that means
1: (laughs) piped in
0: yeah, yeah. Just is there's no fake guitar on the uh, backing track or something like that? Because sometimes people will ask that. They'll say, "So is the guitar coming through the speakers?" And I'm like, "No, I'm playing. I'm playing what uh, everything you hear with my bass." So, yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I wanted to clear that up because I think <laughs> people do get confused about that. Like well, for some I- reason, we think we you know there has to be a guitar. <laughs>
0: I think also sometimes people listen and they don't notice. Uh, so, so people, who, which is most people who've heard Death Therapy, they've never seen us live. So, a lot of them may listen to it and just assume that there's guitar on the album because it kind of sounds like there is. And to be totally frank, and I'm going to the studio today, the third full-length album. Third full-length album. Uh, we're kind of pushing for a different sound with the bass so that it sounds more like a bass. So that when people pick up the record and they put it on, they'll go, Oh wow, this is this sounds different. It doesn't trick their ear so much, is I guess what I'm trying to say. I, I feel like with okay. the first two records, you could listen to it and not realize that there's only bass. You might not even notice. To me that does an injustice to the project because if people don't realize that it's just bass, they will miss thrust of what it is and they might just go, Yeah, the the guitar sounds kind of wimpy, which I've seen comments like that on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, there, there is, is no guitar. No guitar. <laughs> and then they go, oh, okay. Or, you know, a lot of the heavy metal music right now that's being put out by extreme metal bands is tuned all the way down to like G or C below drop C. And it's just these super, super low eight string guitars and things. And so people will hear my stuff, which is typically written in the key of D. That's like old school alternative. I mean, they'll go, oh, it doesn't sound as heavy or as low as the other stuff. Well, the problem is if I tune my bass down all the way to G, it just sounds like a muddy mess. We're, we're really into the weeds at this point, but I but maybe some ba- <laughs> maybe there's some bass players that'll hear this and they'll be encouraged because I'm sort of living the bass player dream, right? I started a band with no guitar player. You're listening to Backstage with Mothership. I want to take a break to tell you about Outperformance Shop. They're a proud supporter of Solid Rock Radio. They specialize in retail and wholesale, of automotive and high-performance racing and off-road products. They also carry a variety of accessories from remote remote control cars to rock and roll, rock and roller multi-carts. They're on the web at outperformance.com. Now back to more with Backstage with Mothership. Check us out on Facebook. At I'm with Mothership.
1: I wanted to tell one story. Yeah. You and I have known each other since, I guess it's been 2017? Yeah, Uh when 2017, stuff, yeah. I knew you lived very close to me. You had not had any concerts near me, and I was going to go up to Uprise Festival in Pennsylvania. Uh, right. We live in Georgia, for anybody that doesn't know that. And we were driving 10 hours, and I think they we probably were like... They
0: can't tell we live in Georgia. No, I can't. <laughs> can't tell we live down here.
1: 20 minutes away from each other, but we're gonna <laughs> I'm going to see you for the first time in Pennsylvania, right? Right, right. I think we were texting back and forth on the way up there, and then right. finally met you up there. That was the year I wore my mothership shirt that had my name right. on the back. I remember you texted me a picture. Tell him that story.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess we were talking backstage and hanging out, and you have a shirt that says mothership on it. And, and a guy comes up to me and uh, gives me the picture and says, I got a picture of your mom rocking out. Uh, and I guess, you know, I guess I just thought, well, it's my mom, you know, who's come to support me and she's that's why she's got the mothership shirt on so very interesting well i guess in the literal sense that's exactly what you're going for right there you um, go
1: well i claim you
0: not exclusively with me right i'm everybody's mom here at the bands you know Yeah, true
1: That is true, and I've been mistaken for a mom of a lot of different bands, so um, I I always tell them, I say, well, not technically, but yeah, they're my kids.
0: Not biologically, but yeah. That
1: was the first time that we met, and the first time I'd seen you play, and I had already gotten hooked by watching the videos on YouTube. If y'all hadn't watched his first album videos, they are like really awesome. We talked about the fact that you have
0: three releases.
1: You Uh did, I think, the first album, you did like a demo in 2015, and then Solid State picked you up in 2017, is that right?
0: Yep, that's right. Yeah, a lot of people don't know the way the the behind-the-scenes stuff works, but we got signed with Solid State from that demo. The record was done in 2016, but they wait sometimes, you know, six months before they'll release it, or sometimes even more. So it didn't come out till 2017, I guess it was February of 2017, and that was the first record, and then the next one was two years later, 2019, April, I think it was, Voices. Both of those were with Solid State. They're different. Some people said, oh, I like the first record better, it's heavier, and I sort of do a double-take, because I I feel like there's things on the second record that are heavier than anything on the first record, but the second record has a little bit more singing, has a little bit less screaming, has a little bit more dynamics. Some of the songs are softer at times. The second one's got three guest vocalists. Josh from Glasslands, Matt from Spoken, and Garrett from Silent Planet. That was that was all based on the, the concept of different voices that speak into our lives, or that we struggle with, or stereotypical voices in my head kind of thing. And So every song on that record has two voices that are speaking lyrically. Folks who Uh, listen to more classic rock might know what I mean when I say rock opera kind of thing. I don't know that people really do rock operas so much anymore, but I grew up with those and I love that kind of stuff. So Voices, the second record, was kind of my take on that and to give a chance to some great guest folk, which I then carried over onto the EP that I released a couple months ago which was just a instrumental EP. It's all electronic, kind of almost like video game, dance music kind of thing. You know, I don't think people understand how much music they intake subconsciously through television and video games and other things like that. Video games I played had great 8-bit music, but I also grew up in the 80s. That's all part of my musical palette, I guess is what I'm saying. So when I write music, the only difference between the other music I write and the songs that sound more like video games are the choices of the sounds I choose to use if I choose to put it on a bass guitar then it doesn't sound so much like a video game but if I take it and I put it on a synthesizer with a 8-bit video game sound well then all of a sudden it's a video game song so it's really it's all music you know
1: (laughs) I wanted to talk about it's okay not to be okay and I think that probably it could be the theme song of 2020
0: (laughs) totally yeah that song kind of hit close to home
1: Yes and my husband and I were listening to it last night and he is like, "Wow, he really not listened to the words before
0: the song's called it's okay I wanted to voice that speaking is that of somebody who's very disheartened and sort of tired of the stereotypical, you know, everything will be okay. People are just tired of hearing that. Jesus doesn't come to tell us, hey, everything's going to be okay. And so then the second voice that speaks in that song is is the voice of Jesus who comes in and says, well, that's why I came for this. I gave my life for this. I shed my blood for this so that I could tell you it's okay to not be okay. And I get pushback on that sometimes from people. They'll say, well, are you saying that God just wants to leave us where we are and just, we can just embrace our sins and, and just do whatever we one and it's okay. And I say, No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is from the perspective of Jesus, he stretches out his arms to those who recognize they're not okay. Like he says that in his own words. You know, he didn't come for those who are well, but for those who are sick. He didn't come. You know what I mean? That's the theme behind that song. And really that's kind of the theme behind death therapy as a band. It's a band that kind of circles around one general theme, which is the theme of I'm broken, I need a savior.
1: I would like to mention because I don't think a lot of people know your educational background.
0: Um, I graduated preschool in 1987, <laughs> and uh, no, uh, yeah, perfect attendance, uh, that's the height of my educational, no, I, I have two master's degrees, I have one in uh, theology and one in apologetics, so I really, I love studying and learning, and I particularly love digging into the reasons for why we believe what we believe which can be contentious with some Christians. They're like, we don't need reasons, just blind faith, just blind faith. And I'm like, I don't think that's biblical. And I think that, especially in the world today, that causes a lot of issues. A lot of people, especially in America or in the West, they've heard the what, but they don't know the why. And so I think it's a responsibility of believers to, as First Peter says, I think it's First Peter 3.15, be ready to give an answer for the hope or the faith that lies within you. We are called to know what we believe, theology, and the reasons why we believe it. Apologetic. My talents are in music, theology, and apologetics, so I'm doomed to be poor for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, but at least at least uh, at least it's fun.
1: So Jason, tell me what is coming up for death therapy.
0: This pandemic has made that a little up in the air, but I'm just trying to write as much music as I can and record music. So I've got some some singles that I've recorded that are hopefully going to start coming out soon. Uh, Even before I have the new album finished, I was working on on an EP. So for those who are a little nervous after I released an instrumental EP, I am working on new music that has vocals. I'm really excited about it. Got so excited that I turned it from being an EP into a full-length album. And I'm I'm hoping that'll be done before the end of this year and then come out early next year so it'll actually stay on sort of the the same two-year cycle that i've been with the other records i have a new project also for the extra heavy stuff if people really want that from me just all screaming all the time Uh, and that project's called the reversalist so like reverse but the reversalist and i've put out a couple songs for that that they can find on spotify or itunes or wherever and it's just i'm just trying to write as much music as i can i might even sit down and record some uh record some hymns or something at some point who knows i you know i'll have to call you up because i know you and your husband are the experts on that
1: (laughs) here's the question that i always ask when you're touring what's your favorite snack
0: favorite snack on tour for me probably chicken wings it's more like a meal
1: yeah well it can be a snack too just depends on how many you eat
0: you're (laughs) right about that uh i can sit down and eat a whole pizza and that's a snack or a meal it's true but um but yeah no that's probably it for me chicken wings now my drummer loves sushi he wants to go find sushi wherever we go, and I'm always kind of like, dude, I don't know if I want to go some like strange place in a city I don't know and have sushi. That seems a little scary. Yeah, that's but, a little,
1: yeah, that is yeah. a little iffy.
0: He's a rock star. He lives on the edge, you know.
1: Well, okay, all right. Well, what do you eat in the car? Peanut M&Ms.
0: Peanut m ms Yeah.
1: Be uh, ready to get a bunch of peanut M&Ms. Just so. You. Awesome. I, I'll <laughs> never turn.
0: I'll never turn that down. <laughs>
1: Well, Jason, it's good to talk with you. Hey, when you get those new shirts in, let me know so we can meet up and I'll get mine.
0: Yeah, sounds great.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for taking time out. And we'll talk to you when the new EP comes out or the new album comes out or the new song comes out. You just let me know and we'll uh, (laughs) we'll talk about it.
0: All righty. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right.
1: Next week, Rusty Ship of Rusty Ship will be my guest on Backstage with Mothership. And don't forget to be kind to one another this week.